Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. It's Andre from The Mental Elf, and I'm here with Robert Green. He is the founder and president of the Hunger and Thirst Foundation. What's that all about, Robert? Well, uh, thank you, Andre. Nice to meet you. Uh, Hunger and Thirst Foundation, what we do is we're trying to manage taste alteration, which is caused by cancer and cancer treatment, and specifically chemotherapy. And why? Because of the fact that I myself, as an ex-cancer patient, I was diagnosed and treated in 2012. And when I was going through my chemotherapy, I realized the effect that it had on my ability to taste food and even to enjoy food. So I thought, well, coming and having uh, a background in the health field as a nurse, uh, I thought that it was very and is very important to try and do something for patients who are suffering from taste alteration due to the fact as well that it has such a huge impact on quality of life, uh, on the social aspects uh, as well. And as we tend to at least uh, proclaim and speak about the importance of nutrition when it comes to, for example, chemotherapy treatment, um, I think that we need much more attention to go also to the fact that people need to enjoy food. My first experience of this side effect of chemotherapy was Walter White in Breaking Bad, who wonderfully kind of demonstrated how this experience was for him. It's not a side effect that's widely known about, though, is it? That is a good question. Is it a side effect that is widely known? It is. A, I would rather say it's a side effect that is not talked about enough. Um, health professionals tend to know of that it exists, that it happens, but somewhere along the line we tend to not talk about it. Because uh, I, re- I-, I can recall there was uh, a research done not too long ago and uh, oncology nurses were asked, well, do you uh, talk about taste alteration with patients? And the response m- was that they don't, they tend not to. And of course, they will ask, why don't you? And the response was that we can't do anything about it. So that's why we don't really talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I totally do not agree with that because uh, when you look and ask patients as well, if they suffer from taste alteration, they tend to not talk about it for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is that they feel that they don't want to be complaining about taste and that they can enjoy food because they're as sometimes it's put fighting cancer not a term that I enjoy using but going through cancer so they feel well I'm not going to complain about food when everyone is thinking about the fact that I might be dying Um, so that's one of the reasons another reason uh, as well is that they're not stimulated to even discuss taste alteration Um, so they think well you know what, I'm, it's, not a, it's a problem, but it will pass sometimes, so I'm not going to talk much about it. It, sh- it doesn't need much attention. But on the other hand, uh, health professionals do realize and know that it do- taste has a lot uh, of effect on also your nutritional status. And considering the fact that almost 50% of cancer patients suffer from malnutrition, it is something that we need to take into account. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, you know, the the importance of nutrition and diet for people going through cancer is something we increasingly are hearing about. So surely this is a really important side effect for people to be able to deal with. Uh, Yes, it is. And um, I just a couple of days ago, I was speaking to some uh, oncology nurses and I said to them, well, from my experience going through cancer is that you feel as if you have nothing left that you have any control of. 
And I uh, made a remark of the fact that uh, one of the things that we like to do for other people when we know that they're sick is we offer food. We either want to invite them to have dinner or we want to bring them food, etc. Uh, and that's what we tend to do also with cancer patients. We want to sit down with them at the table and enjoy a, a meal. But 75%, two out of three cancer patients going through chemotherapy cannot enjoy their meal. So you feel as a patient as well that you have nothing left. So um, if you're invited to like spend an evening with friends or relatives, there's always, almost always food involved. Um, or if there's not food involved, there's something that you're drinking. But when you're going through chemotherapy and have taste alteration, everything, but literally every, everything that you're eating or drinking uh, tastes awful. I wanted to ask, because you came to this conference last year in Amsterdam, uh, you're here in Glasgow this year. I wanted to ask what you thought of this event in terms of the way it views patients and the way it involves patients in the actual proceedings of the conference. Uh, it's a conversation I was having also yesterday uh, with, I think, two representatives of the conference. And I said that I myself was invited to come to the conference this year. I was sponsored uh, to be here as well. Um, and I said that I think that the organization should... Um, require the patients to be proactive not only uh, before the conference but during the conference and after the conference. So what I hope that will happen in the near future is that it's not just about us being here as a patient or representing patients but we need to uh, the organization should stimulate patients who are at the conference when they go back uh, to use the knowledge that they have to definitely, uh, at least to spread the knowledge uh, to, 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 to anyone and everyone uh, when they go back to their countries or whatever or the, within the organization. So I am happy that patients are partially represented here. It's not really, to my knowledge, a conference for patients. Uh, but they are invited, so I think that well, the organization should put that to good use. Now, I only met you half an hour ago, but you come across as a very sociable, amiable, good communicator kind of guy. I wondered, I wondered what um, you think events like this need to do to make sure they are more open to people who experience health problems because not everyone is like you not everyone has that personality type everyone working in the in, in healthcare is doing it because of the fact that patients exist um, but not every patient will speak the language of healthcare professionals and neither the other way around um, so I do believe that if there's uh, an event which is catered also to patients then the organization uh, for that uh, specific event should be in lead to make sure that the language that is spoken uh, is across the board. So the language that the patients uh, speak is a language that the healthcare professionals or whoever is present will understand and the other way around. So that takes also investing in time um, to understand each other's language as well. And what I tend to from my opinion, what I tend to see often is that patients are invited, uh, healthcare professionals are invited to an event, but no one is actually paying any attention to see if 
both groups are communicating with each other and not just talking to each other, but understanding the message that each, each specific group is trying to bring across.